is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. If today is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. We are a sports podcast, and we are the best in motherfucking PA. If you guys have not tuned into us yet, welcome. Glad to have you. Better late than never. For those of you that have been with us since the beginning, I'm going to give you guys a major shout out for the support and for reaching out to us, always commenting, replying to the episodes we do, and all that type of stuff. We really appreciate you guys. Now, we got a lot of stuff coming up here with the podcast. We want a lot of guests coming on. So be on the lookout for a lot of versatile, different podcast episodes. <clears throat> We're also branching out. We're on a lot of different platforms. If you guys are listening to us on Facebook, obviously, guys, we're on Facebook in our group under The Stoop Life. Check out the Facebook group or follow us on there. Obviously, just look for the name there. We're there. You can also check us out on YouTube. All the videos, all of our content is on YouTube under Stoop Knockout. We have a category for every single podcast. We got football. We got hockey. We got baseball, basketball, UFC, all of them. We got all on there. You can also find our other stuff on there where we do a lot of fitness stuff, personal self-development. Check that out as well. That's on there as well. We're also on Twitter. We're new on Twitter. So check us out. Give us a follow on Twitter at the underscore Stoop Life. We're on there. We do a lot of content, a lot of polls. If you guys are betters, you like bets, you like odds, you like people telling you how to pick to win money, well, check us out on there. We're on there as well. Uh, we may be going... Uh, uh, pay-per-view on that one. We may be doing that. So get them while you can. Uh, they're out there. We've won a lot lately. Not going to lie to you guys. My picks have been hidden. Um, so check them out. And lastly, make sure you check us out on audio. We are on every single podcasting platform. All you got to do is search for The Stoop Life Podcast. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple. We are even on Google, Twitter, all them other apps that do the podcast. Search for us. We're on there. If you can, please share us. If you guys love sports, you want to talk sports, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. The more guests we have come on the podcast, the more listeners we're going to bring, the better we're going to get out there, the more variety we can bring to the podcast. So we're going to have that on here. It is Super Bowl week. Almost. We've got two weeks till Super Bowl. So you're going to be hearing a lot of stuff about the Super Bowl. We're going to have some guests on. We already have a Bengals fan coming on. We want to hear his take on the game and how they lost. We're going to have some Eagles fans come on. We're going to have Chief fans come on. If we can find any. We're in Philadelphia area. So if we got any people that are Kansas City fans that are listening to us, reach out to us. And I'm talking about hardcore Cincinnati, Kansas City fan. If you're a big Chiefs fan, come on. We want you on. We'll bring you on the podcast. We won't even talk shit to you. We won't even allow our Eagles side to come out on you. We'll just simply talk football, talk about your Kansas City Chiefs, and what this game's going to mean for you. <clears throat> now today, like I said, we've got a lot, of, a lot of football talk about to come on. We already know what the Super Bowl is. We got the Eagles. We got the Chiefs. We got some major storylines. We got Andy Reid returning to face his, home, his old team, Philadelphia Eagles. We got the first time ever. Two brothers are facing in the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. We got the Kelsey brothers. Hopefully we hear a podcast from them because that will be epic. And then we also have the first ever two starting black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. There's a lot of other stories we're going to get to, but today's not that type of episode. 
Look out for that later. Today, I just want to give you guys my honest reaction and thoughts of the conference championship games. So we're going to start with the Eagles 49ers. We all already know the Eagles won 31-7. But how did it get to that score? Obviously, quarterbacks went down. We all thought, I thought at least, the game was over when Purdy went down. Early on in the game, first quarter, first couple drives, Purdy got annihilated by Hassan Reddick. Elbow twitched back. If you guys remember what happened to Josh Allen earlier in the year, it fucked up his elbow joint, which is called the UCL. It's commonly in, in uh, pitchers, baseball players, Tommy John. Well, you can't really throw. So for those of you out there that are calling Purdy a bitch, saying, wow, I can't believe he didn't come back in, like, take a shot. It doesn't work like that. There's a lot of nerves in your elbow. And when you get hit like he got hit with the torque that pushed that elbow when he was throwing motion, when he got stopped, he really can't throw. He couldn't throw the ball five yards without hurt. Obviously, we saw that later in the game when he came back in. And then we had Josh Johnson. Everybody's saying, how oh, Josh Johnson sucks. Josh Johnson was only in the league. This might sound wrong, but the league is going to a lot more quarterbacks that are able to have athletic ability to run and pass. That's all Josh, Josh Johnson is there for. Josh Johnson was there to emulate that type of quarterback in the NFL for that defense. All week, all Josh Johnson was doing was emulating Jalen Hurts. He didn't expect to play. Nobody expected him to play. Well, he didn't play for long anyway. He also got annihilated by none other than Hassan motherfucking Reddick. The reason I'm emphasizing these two is for one reason. A lot of people are saying, well, what if the quarterback didn't get hurt? What if, you know, Purdy stays in the game? How's the game go? But you're not giving credit to the pressure that that Eagles line was given to that San Francisco quarterback system. They were annihilating that line. They were annihilating them. But the single reason why those quarterbacks actually got hurt, the plays that they got hurt, I'm not saying they wouldn't have got hurt later, was because of bad coaching. A lot of people love to put out Shannon and say, wow, he's such a great caller, play caller, Sheen caller, he's a great coach. He may have a great team. He may very well be able to put players in situations that they succeed in that a lot of other coaches can't do. But the single reason why both his quarterbacks got hurt were because of his coaching. You're probably saying, wow, what do you mean? Go back and watch the film. <clears throat> Hassan Reddick was the reason why both these quarterbacks got hurt. But why? On the first play, the Purdy hit. Hassan Reddick was being blocked by a backup tight end. A backup tight end on one of the top three pass rushers in the NFL this season doesn't seem like a good idea at all. Later in the game, hey, we already know what happened the first time he got blocked by a tight end. Let's do a, a motioning kittle to block Hassan Reddick. What happened? Smacked him, boom, went around him, hits Johnson. Johnson gets a concussion. Bad coaching. Now, my honest opinion, I think the Eagles would have won anyway, but I think the game would have been closer because let's let's talk about it, for example. In the end of the second quarter, end of the second half, Josh Johnson had the ball. He fumbled. He lost the ball. 
Eagles ended up getting the ball 14 to 7. They scored. What that halftime, 21 7, got the ball. They ended up scoring after halftime as well. Now, what happens if Purdy is in there? Does he fumble that ball? Probably not. He hasn't proven otherwise that he's going to turn the ball over so far in his short NFL career. So let's say they don't score, but let's say that the score at halftime 14 7. That's a whole lot different than recovering a fumble and making it 21 7. Whole lot different. So because of your poor coaching by Shanahan again in the championship caliber game, you lost your quarterback, and then that happened. And then you did it again, and you lost both quarterbacks. So then you had to bring Purdy back in the game, and everybody already knew you couldn't throw. All they could do was rush. The game was over. Christian McCaffrey, hell of a game, hell of a performance, literally like MVP. MVP. Without him, like, they don't even get 50 total yards. That's the number one reason why they lost the game, because the quarterbacks went down because of coaching. Bad coaching lost them that game in the situation they were in. But nobody wants to talk about this. You got the number one defense in the NFL. They only allow 16.3 points per game. Minus that fumble, they still allow 23 points. That defense gave up 31 total points. 31. On top of that, guys, listen to this. They had seven penalties that led to Philadelphia first downs. Seven of them. Talking pass interferences, quarterback roughing, roughing the punter. And they were all legit penalties. They weren't penalties that were like, wow, like that was a bad call. They were bad decisions. That defense made bad decisions. Seven penalties for first downs. San Francisco allowed. On top of that, they had 11 total touchdowns, 11 total penalties, which were all crucial. Seven of those, like I said, cost first downs. They, they allowed Philadelphia to go three for three on fourth down. Three for three on fourth down. They gave up 25 first downs, season high for them, 25 first downs. 25. In a four-quarter game, you allow 25 first downs to Philadelphia Eagles, who Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing the ball well. So you got to stop the run. You're the best running team in the NFL. You allowed 12 rushing first downs, 148 total rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. All bad for that team. Defense didn't show up. Once that quarterback got hurt, that defense seemed to quit. They started getting aggressive, making bad penalties, and they gave up. The Eagles ran a total of 70 plays. San Francisco ran 45. Now, I get I get the fact their quarterback was hurt. But you gave up 70 plays, guys. Their defense gave up 70 freaking plays. The time possession difference was 37 and some change to 22 and some change. You got 15 minutes less of time of possession. And your defense got devoured. That right there is why they lost the game. They gave up 121 passing yards and got dominated. If you were honestly sitting here and telling me the Eagles had 121 total passing yards and they won, no way. I would have thought it was scored the opposite way. I would have thought somebody on the Eagles side got hurt. Jalen Hurts had a terrible game. But no. Nope. So saying is still true. 
Defense wins championships. They scored 31 points. But they did it because of that defense. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2018, they won because of that defensive line. They got back to the Super Bowl because of that defensive line and that offensive line. We're going to do a whole lot more breakdown of the Eagles, but wow. That was your old school Brian Dawkins body bag Philadelphia game. You come to Philly, you leaving in a body bag. The pressure that that D-line had, man... That's all we got to talk about. That's all we got to talk about. That D-line. That D-line was phenomenal. And that offensive line created gaps. Gaps for days. 148 rushing yards on the best rushing defense in the NFL. The Eagles can win anyway. They got the best defensive line in football. They got the best offensive line in football. And they got athletes on all other corners that you need. I'm excited about the Eagles making the Super Bowl. I think uh, the best team in the NFC finally made it. The Eagles. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> Sorry for you 49ers fans. I don't like y'all anyway. Just kidding. I don't, I don't really know any. I only know like one or two San Francisco fans. But uh, you, sh- you shouldn't have put uh, the jerseys of San Francisco on Rocky. You, know, you don't fuck with Rocky in Philly. Y'all came to Philly. And you fucked with Rocky and expected some good karma? What? No. Look what happened. Minnesota fucked with Rocky. They got blown out. Tampa Bay fucked with Rocky. They got beat. There's there's a list of, of teams that come into Philly and fuck with Rocky. And they go to fuck home. So enjoy your time in uh, San Francisco, Rainbow Town. Have fun there. Um... I don't have anything else to say to you guys. Bye-bye. We got to talk about the Chiefs-Bengals game here. 23-20 to Kansas City. But I want to talk about how this game ended. So if you're watching this game, and you're like, wow, like this game might go to overtime. How's this going to end? 40 seconds left on the clock. Third and, or fourth and 16 on like 35. Bengals got to punt the ball. If they don't punt the ball, they're going to kick a field goal to win a game. Rule number one, all of you Eagles fans, all you Giants fans know this. Do not kick the ball to the guy. You kick that shit high and out of bounds so he has no return. Even in that, in that situation, you don't kick the ball to the guy. So what Cincinnati do? Boop, right down the middle, line drive right to the guy. Gets like a 45-yard return. On top of that. They're almost in field goal range already. Remember when Deshaun Jackson was returning the ball and Giants kicked it to him and he won? Kicked like a 100-some yard punt return to win the game. I already hear Tom Coughlin out here screaming, cursing. That kicker is getting beat up right now. But let's talk about that return. There were two blatant penalties on that kick return that these referees blindly did not see. There was a holding... And a block in the back that were plain as day to see. You saw it on camera. The referees were right next to him on the field. And they didn't call it. Why didn't they call that? They call all these other calls. But they don't call that? Very questionable. Very questionable. Not saying anything. But I am saying something. 
the first thing in this game that's that actually, in my opinion, I hate saying this, but the more and more we get into this era of sports gambling apps, the more we got to talk about it. The referees help fix these football games. If you did not believe me and the Stoop Life people saying how these finalists and these games are fixed for who's going to win, what the final scores are going to basically be, you are crazy. If you did not watch this game and think some questionable thing about, wow, maybe this looks rigged. Maybe this looks like WrestleMania out here. The referees helped it. The referees missed two calls on that play. Two calls that blatantly were seen by every single person. Even you Chiefs fans saw it. All of y'all saw it. Didn't call it. But they called him on Cincinnati earlier in the game. Why? Field position, ball placement, capability to score, little things like that. On top of that, that same drive on third down, Kansas City gets a first down. We all know what happened on that first down. A block in the back and a holding on the left Tackle for the Chiefs. But nobody saw it because everybody was looking at Patrick Mahomes rolling out. I saw it. You saw it. The referee saw it. But what happened? They didn't call it. They let it go. Reminds me of something earlier in the game when the Chiefs were third and like 20. Ran the play. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. Play didn't happen. Referee called it off, but nobody heard him, which actually did happen. The referee actually did run out and call the play, but nobody heard him, so they let it play. But did we ever get an explanation of why the referee called that play dead? It wasn't, he was the far back judge. There was not 12 people on the field for either team. Wasn't a delay of game for either team. No team called a timeout. There was no debris on the field. Nothing. Nothing happened. They ran the play. They didn't get it. And they're like, hey, sorry. I called it. We'll get another one. So nobody knows why they got that play. But they ran it back. They ran it back. I can't, I can't honestly remember if Kansas City got that. But I don't know. I don't remember. But that was just another, another, another thing showing how these referees did everything they possibly could to help Kansas City win the game. So back to that third down in that fourth quarter. Mahomes rolls out, and they don't call the they don't call the holding in the back. They don't call the blatant grab where the guy literally choke slam the guy left tackle. Look it up; you can see it. It happened live. You see it. But they call roughing the passer. Now, rule is if the if the pass is out of bounds and you hit him, roughing the passer. But if he's going forward and going out of bounds and you're converging on making a play, it's not supposed to be a penalty. As long as he's not out of bounds yet. So the, the Cincinnati defender hit Patrick Mahomes as his foot stepped out of bounds. Didn't land. Still plays going on. 15-yard penalty in field goal range. Without that rough from the passer, they're not in field goal range. They don't get to put up that field goal. Nothing Kansas City did helped them win that game right there. But the referees gave them that, which allowed them to kick the game-winning field goal. On top of that, guys, listen to this. K- 
Kansas City only had one penalty in the game that allowed a first down. Cincinnati had three of them all in the fourth quarter. Three penalties that caused first downs all in the fourth quarter, all in the last two drives. Crazy. Cincinnati had nine penalties to four for Cincinnati. This is the crazy number. 71 yards to 55 yards off penalties. Cincinnati. So you add that 15 to it, game winner. That 15-yard difference that Cincinnati had more than Kansas City was the reason for the game. I'm not going to give all the credits to the ref in this game, but, I mean, we already know. We already talked about the storylines for the Super Bowl. <clears throat> what what storylines would have Cincinnati had if they made it? Really, really none. There would have been no, no storylines for Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. None. They're not rivals. Coaches don't play each other, never play each other. They're not teammates. They never were in college. The only time they ever played each other was in the Peach Bowl and Burrow blew them out. But nobody remembers that because it wasn't a title game. But Cincinnati did have two interceptions, two, the one fumble for the Chiefs. So they lost the turnover battle. And they only ran with Mixon eight times. Which I want to get crazy. I have some stats here that we need to look at for these guys. Hold on, give me one second here. Because it's it's pretty crazy how they only ran. Ah, I can't bring it up. Never mind. Yeah, they only ran the ball with Mixon eight times. That's it. That's it. Now, I don't know if it was because of the offensive line was depleted and they couldn't run. Or they just didn't even try. Didn't, didn't even try. Burrow got sacked five, six times. But he's frustrated pretty much the whole game. So I do want to give a little bit of credit to that Kansas City defensive front because in the whole first half, they they held them in check. They did a phenomenal job getting the Burrow and containing at least Jamar Chase. Higgins made some beautiful catches. That one touchdown Higgins made was absolutely phenomenal. Kansas City did a phenomenal job at containing those weapons. Cincinnati, on the other hand, Played great defense as well. Didn't really allow any rushing yards. Didn't have any huge plays. Kind of held Travis Kelsey in check for what Travis Kelsey's worth. Altogether, it was it was a great game. It was a great game. In my honest opinion, I thought the Bengals were the better team. I thought they made one too many mistakes. Like the turnover. You know, the uh, the two penalties. That were called were uh, game changers. They pressured Mahomes. They made Mahomes make a lot of panicky throws. But Mahomes does what Mahomes does. And he makes plays when he needs to make plays. So Bengals fans. Sorry you guys are going home. I think it would have been a great Super Bowl. Cincy versus Philly. But I think we still got a good Super Bowl. Philly versus Kansas City. Now, we're going to have a Cincinnati fan coming up. We're going to talk about this game and how they lost in the future of Joe Burrow going forward because Joe Burrow, phenomenal season. That dude's a beast. Dude's a beast. A lot of people like to credit Josh Allen above Joe Burrow. I've been saying it all year. Joe Burrow is number two in the league behind Mahomes. I think he's not that far behind. He, he's honestly right there. 1A, 1B. He's that good. The dude's a winner. 
He's going to be around for a long, long time. AFC's in trouble with this dude here. They got a lot, a lot of talent on that team. Great coaching on the team. They may have lost this one, but they're not. They're going to be back. They'll be back. So great season to Cincinnati. Great season to Joe Burrow. But luck wasn't with you this time. As for Kansas City, they better get healed up. Going into the Super Bowl, they are banged up. A couple linemen are hurt. We all know Mahomes is hurting his ankle. Kelsey got a bad back. You got Hardman got hurt. Juju Smith got hurt. A couple other players got hurt. Uh, a couple of their defenders got hurt. They got to heal up. If you're going to go in banged up playing against Philly, you got no fucking chance. Got no chance. You're going to be another body bag game. But Patrick Mahomes is there. Best player in football. Poster boy for football. Better, who who would you rather see, honestly? I mean, Joe Burrow. That's it. But other than Mahomes, this guy's been to a, a, a AFC Championship or a Super Bowl every year of his career that he's been a starter. And he made it back. He better heal up, though. Because Philly's coming for you. So be ready. And guys, I'm curious to hear your take on these games. I'm curious to hear them because I think a lot of people are saying the same stuff I've been saying here. But uh, some people are different. Some people see the games differently. That's why we love Stoop Life. We got all different takes on stuff, different uh, fans, different environments, which is pretty cool. So go hop on the Stoop Life Facebook. Give us your take and uh, come on the podcast. So thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. We'll be back again in a, in a little bit with another podcast. So tune in. Appreciate y'all. Share us and hop on the podcast as a guest. Peace out, everybody. Have a good night.